0: Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the theme to Gary Show. The theme to Gary Show. Gary called me up and asked if I would write his theme song. I'm almost halfway finished. How do you like it so far? How do you like the theme to Gary Show? This is the theme to Gary Show. Opening theme to Gary show. This is the music that you hear as you watch the credits. We're almost to the part of where I start to whistle. Then we'll watch its Gary Shandling show. This was the theme to Gary Shandling show. Alright, episode 62. Oh, well, here it is. I did find the Spielberg notes. We didn't do a list. We did not do a list. When we did our Spielberg documentary. Because today we're going to be talking about some Spielberg and a documentary. So I thought... I didn't it. know I was supposed to do another top five. You should just always anticipate lists if happening. are talking about a movie,
1: I, I look up
0: every actor, do a top five of every actor.
1: Producers, directors, just top five everything.
0: I like to put things in lists. I do. I like to have a recorded... Um, Account of what I was thinking about at that time, like where I would rank those things. Okay. But I like I like I like it to be known that it's just in that moment in time. It's not a forever list. It can change.
1: Okay. So, uh, you have any notes before we get
0: started? I do. I have one note, um, and maybe I'll put this up. So, a lot, like a few weeks ago, I talked about this guy who was a flat earther who built his own rocket. To fly yeah. to... Yeah, well, he launched. Did he fall off the edge? He he launched into space. Uh, his name is... Um, what was his name? Mad Mike Hughes. He's a 61-year-old limo, limo driver, an amateur rocket scientist, and devout flat-earther. He built himself a homemade spaceship, and he blasted off. And, um, you know uh they said his scheduled li- it was last November but given that it was it was kind of legal and borderline suicide it got pushed back but he lived i watched the broadcast of it <laughs> by these two gentlemen um
1: oh yeah <laughs> they look like they're
0: yeah and uh he went flying 1875 feet in the air i mean the actual he's up in the air for about Thirty seconds, of and the then he just plummets to the air. yeah, and then he has to deploy a second parachute so that he doesn't die.
1: All right, so did he? He didn't.
0: Uh, he didn't get high enough to see <laughs> shockingly whether or not because there's this thing called gravity. I guess that would probably be enough to make you think that there's probably not flat Earth. But hey, if he's gonna work on it, let let's go for it, bad Mike Hughes. Now, so now he's gonna run. Um, he's gonna run for office. He's going into politics. He said instead.
1: Because he's got a lot of uh, followers now that are.
0: Uh, he wants to run for governor of California.
1: He might have a shot.
0: There you go. So uh, that's speaking funny. of governor,
1: California, I just thought of this: Schwarzenegger had open heart surgery. Cheer that. I did. It seems like he's all right, but you don't want to do a, you don't do that when you're that age. Um. But anyway.
0: That's us only note.
1: All right. So my first note is: Did you hear Stephen Botchko passed away?
0: I did. Did your friend post something on Facebook about it? He did.
1: Yep. That's yeah. how I. Uh, one of the reasons I found out.
0: So now it's a service. Now it's not something to make fun of, because otherwise you would have known Stephen Botchko died. <laughs> yeah, I would never found out. <laughs> it was on every media outlet. I uh, didn't find out till this morning. I didn't know. Well, I actually have a clip. Oh.
1: Our first clip, a clip in a while.
0: Yeah.
1: We're going to pay tribute to Stephen Bochco with one of his worst shows, uh, Cop Rock. Mask. Item last on the type. we still got the Franklin Avenue Flasher. Struck at two outdoor weddings and a school picnic so far this month. Male cock, 6'3", look for tattoos in unusual places. Okay, that's it. And hey, hey, live!
0: That show didn't last. Okay. Well, I'm Cop sure I'll appreciate the touching tribute. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first clip I've ever seen of Cop Rock. You've never watched Cop Rock? No. <laughs> I actually did watch it when I was on.
1: I don't know if that's shocking or not, but I did watch it. Um, and I guess before we go on to the uh, tournament, which is our first, uh, since we just finished watching. You just
0: music. said tournament instead of tournament. Tournament. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm not did I'm Did you correcting watch any you. of the women's?
0: I'm not correcting you. I'm just telling you that you said
1: it. Did you watch any of the women's tournaments? No. Did you hear anything that yeah, happened? Yeah,
0: I heard what happened.
1: That girl's pretty much a legend. This girl, Rike Ogunwale. Uh-huh. Final four, she beats uh, UConn with a last-second shot. Then she goes into the national championship and then wins in the last-second shot. I don't know who's ever done that before, but I'm pretty sure she's probably the only one. Um so Notre Dame Women's National Championship There you go.
0: There you go. Uh So tonight's villain Wait, I thought you were you're not going to bring up the NBA uh Hall of Fame because I seen you post about 15 things on it on Facebook.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about the uh
0: pretty much every Why would anyone ever get it? This is, uh, so this, this is why I wanted to play contrarian. But... No one's like, cares about NBA Hall of Fame. Because anybody can get into the NBA Hall of Fame. It's not like...
1: Well, they're all getting in at the same time. It's kind of cool. I don't
0: know. Who? What do you mean? Who? Who's all getting in? Nash. Right. Who belong? Who, would, who yeah. would be in any Hall of Fame? Jason Kidd. Who's in any Hall of Fame? Grannell. Not in any Hall of Fame. I'm just saying.
1: They were all Suns players when they all got in together.
0: So were they, they all Suns players together? Well, no.
1: Well, yeah, I think Jason Kidd and uh, Nash played one year when he was a rookie. And then they traded and he came when back. When he
0: was a rookie, when Nash was a rookie? Yeah. Wasn't Nash a rookie on the Mavericks? He was. He
1: was, but then he traded, he got traded and came back. Did, I don't
0: know. Okay, well, anyway. Was he? What? A rookie with the Mavericks? We're going
1: to have to look that up. He was 100% a rookie
0: with the Mavericks. So, anyway, I just wanted to give a big glass of who gives a shit to all you know, your side players is. getting into the Hall of Fame. Hey, no
1: one liked my uh, posts on Facebook, so I know <laughs> no one gave a
0: shit. Listen, I we do full, full episodes based on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which could really be less of a who gives a shit, you know?
1: No, he was drafted by the Suns in 1996.
0: Oh, and he went two, to Dallas. Two
1: years, and then he got traded to Dallas, and then he came back. Okay. Uh So I think he played with Kid for one year, but didn't start. They kind of bounced back and forth. But anyway. So, uh, tournament. None of us won any money.
0: Well, we did pretty good. We did pretty good. We need to go through those bets. I I, I have every intention (laughs) of doing so. Um,
1: But we didn't pick the national championships. No. Um, So Michigan got blown out by Villanova. It was basically... Killed every team. Yeah, it, was
0: a, it was a snooze fest. Yeah. It was, well,
1: this whole re- tournament really hasn't been that great. There so were a couple of good games.
0: I'm glad. that like We'll just cut to the meat of it. Yes, I agree. Because, like, so I was really excited for that One Shining Moment. For those of you who don't know, One Shining is the song they play at the end with all the highlights. Most of you should probably know that. Anyway. Um,
1: I would say about 10% of the people that actually listen to the podcast know. About one job What
0: one. do you think? Ten percent of the people listening to the podcast is like a, Six? sixth, a sixth of a person. <laughs> <laughs> Six. Uh, pe- one. One person. <laughs> um But uh yeah, the, so they like I was like really looking forward to it because I kind of remember this being a pretty memorable tournament. And then as you're watching it, you're like, no, it really wasn't. Like the only thing we could take is that
1: uh, you know there's history. Sixteenth seed beating one seed, right? Um. I forgot about that Michigan hitting the last second shot to make it, and it looks like, you know, they made it all the way to the final. So that was a, a huge shot. Right. Um, and then uh, all the ACC teams pretty much didn't do anything. I mean, I would like to have seen Duke play. Well,
0: wait, isn't the second biggest storyline Loyola making it to the final four? Oh yeah.
1: So that is the probably the, that's probably the biggest story at the yeah. time. What's the sister Francis lady yeah,
0: sister Jean
1: sister Jean um who left like uh, we were wa- did you watch the final four did I you didn't. see why she just like left early
0: no <laughs>
1: she like like left early I'm guessing it's because she's 90 something and probably doesn't want to deal with all the people like trying to get to the uh, um, ramps and everything
0: right okay.
1: um so yeah she like left early. But they lost. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, so yeah. Well, he wasn't that memorable. You know, um, and it shows that in the end, the best team usually rises to the top. You know, like Villanova was the one, like, you know, with the number two overall in the tournament. So, it's not really a big surprise. Um, Virginia, I mean, just sucked. They were like the
1: number one team in the country for pretty much the whole year. And they couldn't put it together.
0: Yeah, well, that was four weeks ago. So. Um,
1: and now Villanova's yeah, the champion. Yeah.
0: I don't. Um, I have one friend I grew up with who went to Villanova, and he's annoying about this stuff. So I'm going to avoid his Facebook for the next week or two. And his, mom, his What am I going to say? And, and his mom is my Facebook friend, and she posts even more than he does about it now. You don't want your mom posting a bunch of stuff on Facebook? They won, Damn. and then he
1: gets like forty likes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was a fan because I went to school there.
1: There you go. Yeah, Listen, heard,
0: that's I, what cynical people do who lose money. They I, sit around and mock people who win. I heard games.
1: they greased up all the uh the light, polls. The polls at the uh, yeah stuff.
0: because because they can't have uh, white kids with twenty four thousand dollars tuitions like hurting their campus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hope Villanova th- hope, I hope well, survives. Why do we
1: have to freaking that, that kind tear of down shit?
0: I hope Villanova can survive that kind of chaos.
1: Why does everyone have to start tearing down shit when they win? We won! Let's destroy the school!
0: <laughs> oh, no. Let's uh, destroy
1: I mean, our school
0: because we won. You know, when I was younger, I probably could have gotten myself caught up in something like that. If I was part of the part of like the crowd. We kind of did actually. One I know. When we
1: threw over the
0: that went down to North Carolina.
1: Well, no, not only that. When we went, when UNCG like oh, went to I, the I, thing. Yeah, I wasn't friends with you. Yeah, I think you were there.
0: I wasn't friends with you then.
1: When we went, to that the is my camp?
0: that was my first year. All I know,
1: is we rushed the court and like threw over all the equipment and everything. So yeah, I take it back. We're idiots. <laughs>
0: No, I got, when UNCG made it the one year when I was there, um, I got interviewed on the news of my thoughts, and I, after they lost that first-round game, we wa- we watched it in, like, the student center or something, the cafeteria. And they're like, hey, what did you think about the, the game? It was, they played them pretty tight. I was like, Scott Hartzell's a choke.
1: <laughs> Just bragging on the guy who got us the championship. <laughs> um, and that, so we did go down to... uh Carolina for that one year.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't
1: remember s- smashing anything. No. Or lighting anything on fire. But
0: like, there was a couple times we did go down, I remember one Halloween going down there and starting to do that and then Eric, uh, our friend Eric had to drive us home and like, played Pink Floyd like really loud so that we'd fall asleep because our friend Aaron and I were like kind of yelling things at people because we were just drunk 21 year olds and now we were acting stupid. It happens. Yeah. So yeah, grease up your poles, Villanova. Now we we've come full circle on this. <laughs> you guys are here for a moment. I just want you to know. All right.
1: So there's
0: really not much to say. I mean, that's the I problem. We gotta
1: check if we won money or lost money. I don't even know.
0: I, I just there's. I mean, that's not really what we're going to be talking about on the podcast. No. We can do that on our own time. Yeah, we're but gonna like, do but yeah, I think that. Um, you know, I, I think we were both hoping for a little bit more action to talk about in that game. We got this Vincenzo guy.
1: Yeah, I mean... the
0: DiVincenzo.
1: Michigan started off strong. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they started throwing up Haymaker 3s and, like, missing all of them.
0: Do you think that, like, the announcers like Jim Nance and... uh What is it, Billy Rafferty get really excited when there's a white guy doing things a little bit more than they do if it was... uh most most of the other college basketball players? No, I think... I the, think they're really enjoying that there's a guy well, named Pete think it, Vincenzo.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's a cool name to say out loud.
0: You think that's what it is? But it's also
1: like, he wasn't even a starter. Like, he came in and, like, blew up. But I see what you're saying, but I, I think it's more of, like, this unknown guy who comes... Not unknown, but this guy who comes off the bench and just has 31 points.
0: Yeah, I got gotcha. I I don't mean to immediately go to the race card but I noticed how excited you know he was pretty money yeah. well, was fucking and I rights. don't even when I say that I don't even mean it as necessarily like they're like on the white guy kick as much as the guy who's different from everybody else it's like when Tiger Woods comes in and kills a golf and it, I mean it's awesome because he's awesome at it but when he first came in everyone's like alright this guy's different you know and everybody was rooting for him. The I'm Ital- going to get myself in trouble if I The get Italian that. guy? But uh, yeah, DiVincenzo. And he's, he wins finals MVP. Yeah,
1: he won finals. Was he
0: the tournament MVP? Does that count for the whole tournament or is that just for the game? for the final
1: game. Most Outstanding Player, they call it MOP. It's not MVP. So where did he win? What do you mean?
0: He won Most Outstanding Player. He won. Yeah,
1: he won Most Outstanding Player. Of for, the tournament? Or the no, game? of the last game, the game. Not for the tournament. I don't think they have a one for the tournament.
0: They, make, they used to have like an all-tournament
1: team. Well, maybe they do it after, but they didn't announce it tonight.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm trying to see what he won exactly, but... Most outstanding Dante player Adivio just told you. Zone. I, I know what you told me. You don't believe it. Well, I'm still not sure Cameron Diaz uh, retired from Matthew. She came really. out, by the way. That <laughs> should have been my note.
1: She actually said she was retired. Okay. She came out and said in a statement that she was pretty much semi-retired.
0: Well, um, I'm reading this article. I don't see anything. I do see a LeVar Ball. Why don't you type in DiVincenzo into the friggin' I do see a LeVar Google. Ball reference in this story about the team, about Villanova. I don't know why. By the way, how was your Easter? How was your Easter weekend?
1: Oh, it was great. Did you do anything? No. What did you do?
0: So on Sunday, yeah, uh,
1: well, you said you were going to tell me. Well,
0: yeah, it's not it's not that exciting. But I woke up at I woke up at seven a.m. on Sunday Oof. and went to my friend's house to go watch uh, Tottenham and Chelsea play because he's a Tottenham fan and I'm a Chelsea Sounds fan. Sounds like a great time. It was really hard. <laughs> it was really hard to get up and set. Like you know, we had spent the night out earlier at their house. Like we had like. You know, we were doing, we had like an art night. We were painting and stuff. You are painting? What we're, did you paint? We, we painted these stones that they're going to put in their garden. It, Scott was here?
1: That's what you put it on there?
0: I actually did paint the rim in yellow and black. And then in the yellow, my intention to paint in dry in time, but I will go back and do this, was to paint the members of the Wu-Tang Clan around my thing. <laughs> So we do this with their six-year-old daughter. It's really nice, and they list, he list, He's one of our only listeners, so I don't mind giving a shout out. Um, but anyway, so we stayed up all night doing that. Did you join in the Easter egg hunt? So he did. So his daughter has an has her own Easter egg hunt. It's just by herself, and they get her like gifts. Yes.
1: What do you mean? Like he does
0: buy herself. He he go like they tell you know they tell her the Easter bunny's coming.
1: Which I still don't understand the Easter money. I've never understood the Easter money.
0: So you didn't believe in the Easter money when you were a kid? No. Really? Dude, that's a thing. That's not our thing. I know, but you guys still like, you know... He was just a guy. He didn't resurrect. But they don't teach you that he resurrected when you are a kid. You don't really know that. I mean, some people probably do. We, we just, you just literally... I knew I, I was going to have peeps. That's all I knew. Yeah, you got candy, right? I got some peeps. So you did partake. So let's not, like, angle ourselves as if we didn't take part in Pagan Holiday. Because he did a little bit.
1: Uh, we did go on that Easter egg hunt one of the first years we were here with Henri. Uh, we did some That's right. Easter egg hunts. That's
0: right. So, uh, no, so he did, like, you know, the way they, I think everyone's got their own thing. They tell um, their daughter that the Easter bunny came and they hide all these eggs and presents throughout the backyard. And you gotta go find all the eggs and... You know, the presents. Now, she gets, like, dolls and stuff. You know, like... But... Seems like an easy venture. Um...
1: Because
0: no one else is looking for them. Well, that's the thing. So, it was an interesting experiment. Because she, you know... You know you're going to eventually get them all. Because you're going to be
1: like, I don't know! And your mom's going to be like, well, why didn't you look at by the bush?
0: Did yeah, you see the bush? We So, we put the game on pause and I walked out and helped, you know... Hey, think I see <laughs> mate, one close to me. You know, like that. You're warmer. You're warmer. Um, But, uh, so the thing that's interesting is, so yeah, she's doing it on her own. You know, he puts them all out the night before. And then um, we like sat down and like, hey, good. Wow. What'd you get? Oh, that's cool. You know, like that. And then I went after the game, after Chelsea. Was I didn't terrible. even know that
1: the Easter Bunny was the thing that like. Like, you're supposed to believe that the Easter Bunny hit all the eggs?
0: That's the thing? That's their thing. I don't think that's a... I don't thing. think
1: that's a real thing.
0: So, like, we had an Easter egg hunt at my brother's for his kids, and then they have their friends over, and there's, like, six or eight kids that are looking... And we all hid the Easter eggs. They, like, go inside... And it's like... Yeah, that's what's normal. It's it's like... They know the parents are hiding. It's like the beginning of Ready Player One when they're, like, re- revving their engines to, like, drive through it. These kids are like, Getting like, get ready window. to, like, go get chocolate. Um, and I was thinking about it. So, like, they all got about, like, a quarter of as many eggs, and, and in their eggs are, like, little dinosaurs and stuff, as my friend's daughter. Now, they probably would kill to have their own backyard where they could get all their own stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, but at the same time, she's probably like, dude, this would be a lot more fun. if I had someone, you know, if I was doing this with someone, I was thinking, even when you're a kid, it's always, the grass is always greener. You can't win. So we we learned this from, you're still going to get presents. Yes. You're still coming out on top either way. I'm just saying, they don't understand that. Right. But, uh, so, that, so, I, so then I did the second Easter egg hunt on Sunday. You went to two. went to two Easter egg hunts. Uh, after that, I went to the Laker game. It's second row. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, nobody good played in the game, but it's fine. <laughs> and my friend talks his way up, into, I tell you this, into the hide lounge, which is like this club. within On an, on an Easter Sunday, I'm sure it was packed. Dude, it was pretty packed in there. And like oh, I said, there's a couple celebrities in there. You know, it was like there's the girl from Ready Player one, who's a yeah. Aziz girl. Uh Rodman. We were sitting next to Janie Bus, was like a couple seats over. She's really good. Oh, no, so no, that God.
1: wasn't so they were sitting in the club, not next to you on the no, no, this
0: is all on the floor. They're right. The club the club's full of um of just douchebags who spent way too much money to go sit in a club like A million miles away from the court. Like, you're not going there. Like, you can watch the game from there, but why would you, you know? Um, Anyway, it was really fun. I haven't been to uh, an NBA game I know. I was just
1: thinking that I wanted to go. I'm going to, if I go to Cleveland here, I'm going to go to one of those games. Got to go check that out, right?
0: I would think so. I mean, it doesn't seem like that's as easy a ticket to get as.
1: You can get tickets. Nothing's ever sold
0: out. I never said it would be. I may have to
1: pay a little bit. That's all I was saying. Game. Yeah,
0: I don't know, Are people. I don't know. So yeah, uh, that's that Play- was my Cleveland
1: playoff games. Yeah, we're gonna have to pay you a little bit more. All
0: right. That's my Easter Easter Sunday. Cool. Yeah, that, that was really nice of you to, to say cool like that. Because <laughs> I know it's only halfway that cool, but that's still nice. Hey, you had some activities. It's a long day, and then
1: you probably woke up at like noon today.
0: No, some. Motorcycle drove down my alley and like set off like a, uh, a car alarm. Who has car alarms anymore? So at like seven this morning, I'm just <laughs> for like a minute and a half. And so, yeah, I haven't probably I have a raging headache. Um, but yeah, uh, so cool, v- Villanova, yeah, <laughs> Villanova, where you go?
1: You won uh, two of the last three years.
0: And you shouldn't have won two years ago, but we won't get into that.
1: What happened two years ago?
0: Uh, when they beat North Carolina. North yeah. Carolina was a better team. Oh.
1: Okay. Um, so what are we getting into today?
0: So, well, we were one thing down, two to go. Yeah. Um, we were doing the the championship. We were going to review Ready Player One, and we were going to talk about Sunday TV, or TV, Specifically, the Gary Shandling documentary. What do you want to do
1: first? Let's just do uh,
0: Ready Player One. Okay, because lately... Or, not lately. Last week, we had a new listener who said that she fast-forwarded because she wanted to hear some stuff. Or wait, she fast-forwarded to the review. I have another friend who fast-forwarded through the review because he didn't want to us to blow the movie for him. We might have to start putting the time... We didn't really say anything about the movie, though. But this is what you do every week when you see a movie. You think just because you're talking about it that that doesn't ruin things for people. It does. Fine. Let's start with the Gary Shandling, then. But I'm going to say we can start with whichever, but we should start putting the times into our synopsis of when the subjects come up. You think the
1: listeners are smart enough to see what time the uh, in the
0: synopsis? Yeah. I do think that they're smart enough. All right. Cool. So we're going to try that. We're doing it. All right.
1: Um, That's a lot more work. It's a little bit of work. I like just trying to just say, here, this is what
0: we're doing. Here you go. We're at the 25-minute mark right now.
1: All right. 25-minute mark. We're starting.
0: Doing our second subject, (laughs) which is?
1: Ready player one.
0: All right. 25-minute. Um. All right, so I'll be really...
1: 36.
0: Well, but then there's going to be an introduction song and the I'm Sandler clip but we haven't put in yet. Oh, that's so you right. Don't know so for... it's going to be all the way. Yeah. So I'm going to die to hear your thoughts on Ready Player One. I went and saw it Saturday morning. I'm so glad we did it. Like, I almost don't want to see movies together anymore because when we come in to review it, I have, I have an idea of where you're headed with it, but I can't wait to, like, discuss it without, you know, for the first time here. So, like, I didn't go with you... On opening night at the Man's Chinese Theater, because I didn't think this was that big of a deal, Um, but a lot of people did because it made a lot of money. I wound up going at 10 a.m. on Saturday because I have a lady friend who likes to go in sweatpants when nobody else is there.
1: I kind of like going at the 10 a.m. spot. I
0: I kind—I wouldn't have. Well, see, but I like being in the audience. I like being. But I I mean, for I do appreciate. I did appreciate being like you know what. I'm not showering. I'm just putting my sweats on yeah. and going right over there.
1: What did your lady friend think of it?
0: Same as me. Okay. Which, which was it was it was good. <laughs> okay. It was good. It was just good. Yeah, we had to say it with a high voice. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um so I've uh shockingly have a lot of problems with it. Um
1: I can't wait to pick apart your problems,
0: but uh, no, it wasn't a bad movie. I actually had a conversation today with my with my business partner about it, and he loved it. And he was saying that the thing that he loved about it was that it was it was like a really nice like ode to gamers. And he was talking specifically about the line. When the guy who made the video game basically just said, "Thanks for playing my game," yeah, and he's like, "That's all anybody who makes video games ever wants. They just want you know." They- well, that was like uh, one of the things.
1: Um, it's hard to like talk about this without yeah. giving it away.
0: Well, I just did a pretty good job. I just said a character said this thing. Like, I didn't say when.
1: In gaming history, this is in real life. Okay, that adventure game. Like, normally, like, when games came out, like, they didn't really have credits. So these creators, like, wouldn't really get the credit. Like, no one knew who they were. This was before, you know, you had internet and shit. And uh, so he actually, like, coded his name into the game. Like, into you know, that secret room. Like, that actually, like, happened. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, I, re- I remember that. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of cool that they included that, uh, the game... Um, adventure. Because a lot of people don't remember that. Um, that was like right when we first started playing video games. You know, we were lucky enough with 2600. So I remember doing that.
1: Watching that guy play the game, though, you're just like, oh my god, how did we ever play this? Yeah, it's true. It's rough.
0: It's true. You're well, just a little dot. No, like you know what? Around. It's funny. I'll play anything. I sit here, I play Candy Crush still. I'm like, that game is so stupid.
1: Yeah, but you're in that game you're just like a little dot and you just walk around I get
0: it but I'm just saying you could right you're right you're absolutely right but, but it is amazing it's like you can give a kid a ball and they'll make a game out of it you know yeah. it's like if there's a way to have it be competitive there's a way to play it Um. but yeah Um. so overall I thought it was good what did you think I really liked it thought it was great was there any chance you weren't going to love this movie
1: it was a fun time at the theater. Yes, because I had read the book. And they the thing is, is like they changed a lot of the book. Which uh, I had heard before I went in to see it, obviously. Um, people were talking about it. Um, which we'll get into. Because a lot of the things in the book, they were just playing video games. That's not very cinematic. It's still a great book. But seeing it on the big screen, you know, that chase in the beginning wasn't, wasn't in the book.
0: Okay. Um,
1: that was all made up. So like, uh, in the book, he has to play a game of joust and beat the computer or whatever. So I don't know. They did a, I I loved it. I thought it was uh, really fun. I did see it in 3d IMAX, which in the beginning when they were doing the, uh, I've tried to stay away from IMAX or, or uh, 3D. In the beginning, I was a little dizzy. You know, I'm not going to lie. When it started going through all the worlds and teaching, like setting up the story. Um,
0: Here's one of the problems. Well, I thought with, the animation was great. One of the problems, I think, with with the 3D is... Um,
1: we were up close.
0: Well, you know, with 3D, they still haven't totally figured out the color. And... This has so many Easter eggs in the back background of it. Not that you're totally catching them anyway, because there's yeah. lots of you know you're going to miss. But you're a lot less likely to catch anything with that because you know your because the focus is all on what's exactly in front. But I didn't see it in 3D, and I would have. I would have preferred to see it. In but 3D. I
1: didn't think it was like visually fun. Like it was.
0: You don't know, you're good with an hour and a half or whatever of. Uh, cartoon characters.
1: Yeah, I was fine with it. I knew it was gonna what it was gonna be though.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 not disagreeing with you. I'm just I, I to me that's the biggest problem is that the um, they're saying that it could be nominated
1: for best animation like movie because it had so much time as an animated.
0: Film. Okay. Well, yeah. Right, so that's my biggest problem right now with it is the consequences weren't high enough for me. Um, when you're watching an avatar instead of a person, the worst that can happen is like their game's over. Yes, I realize they lose their money, but that isn't high enough stakes for me. Like I, I it's you know, it's not life or death.
1: Well, in the as you can tell from the movie, it kind of was because they were like poor people.
0: I understand that, but I just mean like if I'm watching a race. And it's like a death-defying race. And the person, if they die, they don't really die. It just lowers the stakes. Um, They're kids. They shouldn't have to die. I know I'm going to be met with an argument at every point. I'm I'm not saying that you could make it a different way. I'm just telling you that low those stakes are lower than what I'd prefer.
1: You'd like death race, basically.
0: Well, I'm just saying, like, I'm not as compelled... To watch a cartoon do things—if it dies, that it's like, you know—I
1: understand what you're saying. Like Jumanji, when they just come out of the sky and they're done.
0: Well, it's, even then, in Jumanji, they had three lives. You know, if they don't get that third life, they're gonna die. Like they're not coming back. Um, I'll say that. Okay, so that—that's my my first. It's not, not my problem with it. You wouldn't change that about the story. It's just something that doesn't make me love the story as much. Um, my next... All right, so... Another problem I have is... I'm kind of tired of Ben Mendelsohn playing this bad guy version. Yeah, he... Uh, He's he, way too good of an actor to keep playing... like the a The cartoonish bad guy. bad guy in every movie. I get it. Get your paycheck, Ben. I understand. But... Uh, Let's do something with some substance again. Like, not that this is a sub- I mean, the character has What do you think of Mark Rylance? Okay.
1: <laughs> that was the one thing I have to say. Miscast. You know it should have been? And I was thinking this the whole time. Michael Shannon.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Like
1: he would have been a lot. The only thing is he's got to be a little older. It's not my...
0: It's I, I'm not upset that Mark Rylance... I'm not, like, mad at him as much as... I don't like that character. I think... And then I was trying to explain this to my friend today, and he was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. So I'm sure it'll be great on air. Um, I was saying that... Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't have made my video game guy that stereotypical video game guy. Like, he's, like, this super dork, right? Like... But he's like... The
1: thing is, there's a... I know you're saying, but there's a... It comes from a book.
0: I understand. So
1: it's kind of... It's not like they're creating this character out of nowhere. This character was already written to be kind of, like, nerdy and
0: like that. Right, okay, but you can still be kind of nerdy and not be, like, every stereotype of that person, you know? It's too easy. Like... There's just... All right. I, didn't, I didn't... I thought
1: they should have used a different actor. Okay. Because seeing him with the long hair, like, I, you could tell it's like a wig. You
0: know? Yeah, like yeah. It's just like, this
1: guy, his hair is really not like that.
0: Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I understand that. Um, my other biggest problem, which is what I told you, was that the girl winds up being, like, this attractive... Um, the, she winds up being the love interest. She winds up being like this pretty hot, like girl, and um, that's fine if you if we're just gonna play it like that. But they try to play up that she's got this birthmark on her eye. Well, here's the deal. Oh wait, hold on a second. Because I was. And it, it's thinking my. About it's this. My, my. It's my. Like I said, from yeah. it's the ponytail and glasses from from not uh, another teen movie from like the eighties movies. Like she's got a ponytail. And glasses, like I don't mind that she's hot, but don't try to, don't try to pass off this minor flaw as a way to make her like something that's not like she's still like pretty hot. You're like, come on,
1: it's not okay. So I was thinking about this after we hung up last night, uh, or whenever we talked. It's not she's if you grew up, she's like a young girl. She grew up her whole life with this friggin' birthmark on her face. She's self-conscious about herself. She doesn't want anyone to know what she looks like. And she's not happy about the way she looks. And it's not like she's, yeah, she's telling people, you wouldn't like me because she's not happy with herself. And then he shows up and he goes, you know, you're beautiful. And she feels good about herself.
0: That's what but Paul that's says. how everybody feels. I I understand why she feels that way. And again, everybody's got... Don't you have things that you're like... Like... I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know, like... Would none of us look in the mirror and be like... You know, you're handsome. <laughs> you know? So I, I get why the character's made that way. I just think it's a cheap, cop-out way to cast a good-looking girl to be not good-looking and trying to pass it off to your audience that way, which annoys me because I like to think our audience is smarter than that.
1: Okay. Well, she was a good actress, so. Yeah.
0: I liked her. I liked her. I liked the character and I'm like, you know, I get it all. Um, I also, uh, yeah. So those are like my major problems. Um, like I said, didn't dislike it. I'm just not. I'm. It's. It's. That's a like for me. That's a hard movie for me to really like a lot because I don't like CGI. Yeah. But, I. But if I know I'm gonna be watching every scene in CGI, like I mean, like it, it's supposed to be CGI. You know. Yeah. Again, you're not trying to fool me and be like, this is real. This is really monkeys riding yeah. on on horses, like Avatar. Well, actually, like,
1: Avatar was inside the game too. Right.
0: No, but like Planet yeah. of the Apes, right? Like I know that these aren't. Like I know we're watching avatars, so. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the one scene that I guess we can't give away, where it takes place in another movie, is just that is awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. The book. Okay, I was I excited. Hear you, yeah, I, I was excited okay. to hear what they had to say about that.
1: Well, the book was um, War Games, and basically, what he had to do in that which doesn't happen in the movie, so it won't ruin anything. He had to basically play out the whole movie as Matthew Broderick's character and know every line. And that's how he
0: was able to get the key. Was it like uh, Groundhog Day where he had to keep doing it until you get it wrong and come back?
1: Well, that's kind of like how in the book um, when I said that you had to play Joust, Mm. basically, like, the girl, he figures out the clue. This one, like... For some reason, no one's figured out the clue, so they just go, all right, well, we're just going to do this. If, if, like, no one, like, figures out the clue for five years, we're going to have this race. And that's how they, like, circumvented that. But in the book, he fi- it's like, until someone figures out this clue, they're just going to, you're not going to, nothing's going to happen. So he figures out the clue, he gets there, and he finds her there. And she's been there for, like, weeks, and she's... Can't beat it. And uh, he goes in there for the first time and wins. And then he comes out and tells her how to win.
0: So it's only war games. It's not a bunch of movies. I thought I'd read that it, in the book it, he goes into a bunch of different movie scenes. No. No, it's just okay. war games. Okay. Um, because I thought that scene was pretty amazing when yeah. they did. Yeah, that was really- um. So, yeah. Because was that... that The
1: way they did the CGI and the real kind of like uh, mirroring like Mm -hmm. the actual movie was pretty cool. Yeah,
0: it was great. It was great. It was was awesome. Um, In fact, that's something that I do kind of wish they did more of also is take time. I mean, I I think it's a can't win situation. Um, There's so many um, references I have a list of all the references and like that, and this list doesn't even have things because I read a different list before I saw the movie. It said when you go to the H's garage, like the cars in the back are like the the Lamborghini, whatever the Ferrari or Lamborghini from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like there's there's like a Johnny Five
1: reference somewhere too. Yeah,
0: I saw that on this yeah. too. There's like
1: I didn't, I couldn't find that one.
0: But do you have a favorite reference that that happened? thing I
1: like the Chucky thing. It
0: that was, was really pretty, funny when you just see
1: everybody like dying. Right. <laughs> um like and he didn't know what to do with it when he had it in his hand. Thought that was pretty funny. Um No, I mean I just like enjoyed all the references.
0: I understand that you enjoyed the no, references. Yeah. I'm just trying to
1: I don't really that's the only one I really remember. I mean the Iron Giant thing was kinda cool.
0: I didn't I've never been into Iron Giant so I didn't really. I never saw that movie? No. I it's like... a
1: heartwarming story about a boy <laughs> and a robot.
0: <laughs> I was really excited about the Mad Balls, and I didn't remember that that's what it was called. I had to go look it up when I got home. The Mad Balls. It's a ball that he used as like a bomb and something. And I was like, we used to play with those when we were kids. They're like these ugly face balls. And I looked it up. It was called Mad Balls. That was when he like. He
1: got all the money and he like went shopping, right? He yeah, got, yeah,
0: he yeah. Got one of those and things. he bought one of those, but like he, it, they didn't reveal that's what it was until he was throwing it. Um, but yeah, oh I, yeah, I, I do remember. I remember getting these things. As oh, yeah, trails. I had all of
1: those things. Yeah, right. Crazy so
0: ones. so he used one of those as a bomb thing in there. I thought that was great. That was probably my favorite uh, reference point. Um, I want to know how
1: they got all the uh, rights to all these things, like Godzilla
0: yeah. and all that stuff. Well, like I didn't even realize there was a couple of, like Star Wars.
1: Yeah. Well, there was in the.
0: It was Stormy Right. Yeah, but I didn't see that. Like I, I missed all. I mean, that, there was that
1: so that much stuff. shit when the uh, when that war started happening. That
0: but you're just like I, I, I was thinking see. while I was watching this. I'm not going to see anything Star Wars because that's going to be too expensive. And I'm watching. And I'm like, I read it. I was like, oh, I guess they did. Um, so I don't know how you get. I don't know. Like, I guess do you everyone, play Steven Spielberg? I was gonna say, do you play hardball with Spielberg and be like, nah, you can't use this. Yeah, I book. also heard that the book had a lot more references to his movies and his stuff than this did. Uh, he, he cut out references to his own stuff. Like I think E.T. was part of... No? I don't remember E.T. E. Alright. I didn't read it, so it's hard for me to sit here and... Yeah. And say, there were some Spielberg
1: references, but I don't remember the E.T. reference. But...
0: Okay. So, um... My... I guess the big... Th- underlying theme as we bring this to a close on this was that this is like old Spielberg like Amblin Spielberg coming back um did you get that feeling from this movie like
1: I enjoyed yes I like the uh creativity and the the fresh like take on everything um, cause right now movies are so like sequels and all this stuff I don't know I just felt this is a good time for this one.
0: Um, I, I get I get why people feel that excitement about it. Um, that it's like you know the kids win, parents are bad, that kind of thing. Um, but again, the fact that it's being done with avatars versus real people just takes takes that out takes me out of that element the way I'd like to be.
1: All right, ready, player one, two. We'll do all humans.
0: Well, no, I mean, I understand no, we'll why I do that way.
1: We'll just try it out. We'll see if it works. That wouldn't work. That's not true. There's this movie called uh, Existence. It's a Dave or Cronenberg or whatever that movie is.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, where they hook themselves up, humans, hook themselves up to this machine. And they basically are in this machine and they have to, like, circumvent or play the game. And when they say something to a character... They have to say the right thing for them to move forward. And it's real. And it works.
0: Well, I don't know if that would have been as effective in this movie, but... No. Um, I do... Look, I'm not saying they did anything wrong. I'm just saying that that's not going to be something I'm going to get... As ca- find myself right. getting caught up in. And that's okay. You, know, you just have a history of CGI. It's fine. It's got nothing to do with the... C- like, again... I understand
1: where you're coming from. You you get more like emotional
0: emotionally attached. Emotionally
1: attached to real people rather than right.
0: yes. cool CGI stuff. And then And the, even though they're, they're real the real animation. People. Was These good. characters as people weren't that compelling like like again, Ben Mendelson as the like cardboard cut up bad guy and Mark Rylance as the guy. Um it was like every, anyway, all the things that we said before. But going back to this um, Spielberg, in, in like old school Spielberg, um, like, is there, would you say this is like his best movie since when? Like, I'm trying to think of the last movie that really, it definitely wasn't the BFG.
1: No. <laughs> No, it was not the BFG.
0: <laughs> uh, a lot of people, you know, you'd probably put it ahead of the post. Um, I, I'm looking right now at Rotten Tomatoes, and it's got a 76 score, which make, places a 22nd on the Spielberg all-time directed list. Um, of uh, It's right ahead of the BFG, which was a 75 on the Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, but this also has Empire of the Sun at 27. Empire of the Sun's a pretty great movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. So I don't know if I would uh, totally trust this. The worst rated is Hook at 29%. That's at 33. Um, it's so hard to navigate
1: IMDb because he's like got his hand in like, everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: It doesn't just go to director. Right. It just has everything.
0: So I did my top five Spielbergs do you have a favorite? Well, okay, so my number five I know you don't like is Minority Report. Yeah. I love that movie. I still love that I caught that on cable and it holds up. I think that movie is so good. Um, and then I just play the hits. I, I, I go with E.T., Saving Private Ryan. Uh, and then new, number two would probably be Jaws, and my one would be Raiders.
1: Yeah, I think Raiders is probably my number one.
0: Um I think most people would take Jaws, fair, fairly. It's a pretty perfect movie.
1: Jaws is really good too. Um, ET, great movie.
0: But have you seen ET as an adult? Yes, I have. I haven't.
1: I have. I just watched it with my niece.
0: I'm afraid to. I heard it's if you watch up. it, I heard if you watch it with kids, it'll change. Like yeah, yeah. She like
1: She didn't finish it, but
0: I wouldn't put Jurassic Park in my top five. Oh,
1: I think Jurassic Park's definitely a top five, Spielberg.
0: I think the reason I feel that way is I read Jurassic Park, and so I don't give him as much credit, you know, for like, because the story's pretty close. I mean, what the guy did was amazing, I'm not trying to say, you know. Um, And I wouldn't put Schindler's List in my top five just because it's depressing.
1: It is depressing. I really liked uh,
0: Always... Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was his. That
1: gets me... A mo- oh, Close Encounters. I, I
0: wouldn't put that in my top five. Close Encounters is tough now. I, I mean,
1: I, I like it, but I wouldn't put that in the top five.
0: Have you seen that in the, as an adult?
1: Yes, I yeah, have. That but does not hold I've up. I've seen it a few times. It doesn't hold up. It's such a good acting job. But
0: it's so slow.
1: It is slow. But Richard Dreyfuss is so good in that movie. Yeah. Like, and just... Terry Garr.
0: Just... She was an attractive lady. So is Ra- Raiders would be your one also? Yeah, Raiders for sure, definitely. Okay. See, I didn't I didn't really go full, full top five. I tried to be vague about it.
1: I would probably put uh, Jurassic Park number two. Okay. Just because of the experience. Ahead the of Jaws? I think i put it ahead of Jaws.
0: I think that's insanity. I think Jaws comes third on my list. But I don't think you can have... Jurassic Park without Jaws. Well, I mean, I guess that's fair. You could do that with a lot of things. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I hate when people do shit like that. Like, Because then we all have to put, like, Kurosawa as our favorite everything. Yeah, I know. And you're like, great.
1: <laughs> if it wasn't for him, there'd be no samurai movies.
0: <laughs> Kill Bill would never have been Kill Bill. Go, going back to last week, I saw a uh, side-by-side shot of... Um, I of Dogs and Kurosawa movies. People were cutting them together because he, he took so much from that movie. Um, so I guess our last uh, subject is, is um, the Gary Shanling documentary and, and TV overall from this week. It was a big week, right?
1: Yeah, it was a nice premiere week. Um, what did you think of Gary Shandling? I loved it. Yeah, it was really a great emotional it
0: was uh, it was so funny
1: you just see that's so talented yeah and then like you see parts of him when people are talking you like like when I was saying did you see that part with Ricky Gervais like if you would see that normally and like someone didn't tell you that he was like really pissed off about the whole thing like you would view that differently that whole scene you know but watching it, you're like, "Oh yeah, he was really pissed off." You could tell. Yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. Um, um I wonder why they
1: didn't have get, like Ricky Gervais on to talk about it.
0: I know, especially because The Office, the, you know, yeah. is the probably the closest thing to Larry Sanders that that ever came out. Um, I love that they showed the Gary Shilling show stuff. I mean, I they're they just so funny. They couldn't have done enough of that. Like, there, you know. I do remember it getting stale. Like, I remember, like, the first se- season thing; it was the greatest thing ever. The second season, like, really looking forward to, it and be like, oh yeah, yeah. And it tailed off. And then tailed off, right? Um, he's just yeah, there's like so much like heartbreakingly funny things. Like, it, it you just have to. I mean, I, when you watch it. Like, you see so much of yourself in the things that he's saying. Like...
1: And I love, yeah, like, basically, like, a lot of the documentaries about how all these comedians say that he would just call them up randomly and, like, see what they were doing, help them with stuff. Like, people would send him scripts. Um, like, John Favreau sent, he sent him, like, the Iron Man script. Yeah, it was great. To punch yeah. up, you know? Yeah, that it's
0: was like, cool. Like, um. I know it's one of so. I had like four notes out of it. One was that Sasha Baron Cohen was talking about him, and I think Sasha Baron Cohen is like a genius. Like I think that that's probably he could be the funniest guy of our time. Yeah, he could be. Like I'm not saying he is. Like we could have that conversation another time. But that guy is wildly, amazingly, yeah, and I can't just,
1: just to hear that he was like mentoring.
0: But I know that there is a story, and I couldn't find it. And I heard it once before on an interview with him, either on... He, he did interviews as himself for, like, uh, I think his last movie, Sasha Baron Cohen. And it was, like, the first time you heard him, like, opening up about himself. He did Stern, he did Mark Maron. And so I, I didn't get a chance to listen to them all. But he was telling a story about how Gary Shandling, I think, wrote... I, I don't want to be wrong about it, but I think he wrote the ending of Bruno... When he's doing the wrestling match and how to get out, um, and like when he, they start, the guys all start making out with each yeah. other, and
1: okay. yeah, wrestling. in the middle
0: of the wrestling match, <laughs> and they and then they had brought in this whole group of prisoners in, in the Midwest to watch this wrestling match, and then they have guys starting to make out because they want to get everybody all fired up and, and anyway. Um, but I couldn't find the story, so I don't want to. But I know that Gary Shane had something to do with with all that. Um, I was saying to you, I really liked that at the end of the movie, they were using that kid, that, that director's footage from the documentary. What a great documentary that would have been on his basketball game. Yeah. You know, that's something that would have been cool. Gary Schilling used to have this basketball game with all comedians and stuff. And, um, I thought the Bob Saget stuff was really touching.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, one of the best parts, like where he like... Had to like choose between the manager and him, and he's like, Dude, "I can't like leave the manager." He's like hooking me up a Jeff.
0: and he's like, "I need." I'm like godfather to his two kids. Like, yeah. you know, don't put me in that position. That's tough. Um,
1: but that was kind of fucked up. With
0: that, oh yeah, you know, and it, it must have really sucked. One of the things they didn't get into too much is how big Brad Gray became. Yeah, so like. Not only is this guy who completely, like, fucked you over, like... Not only did he completely fuck you over, but now he's, like, head of Paramount. He's Brad Pitt's producing partner. Like, he is a huge deal. And so, any day you open up Variety or Hollywood Reporter, he's pretty much going to be in it. And that must kill somebody like Gary Shandling, who, like, hated him, you know, like, so much at the time. Um... He got $10 million out of that thing. Yeah.
1: I thought he was going to get a little bit more. I'm sure he paid... Uh, Brad Gray had to pay for his legal... fees right. ...and stuff.
0: Um, I thought the, the most interesting thing, and I actually talked to my therapist about this, was like... I mean, there's a lot to talk to your therapist about in this movie, you know? Um, I thought something that was kind of cool was like, you know, you worry about getting older and not doing what you want to do, you know? And... She's like, oh, is that what happens in the movie? Like, he, he dies before doing what he wants to do. And I was like, no, actually, the thing that's really weird is he he has that falling out with Brad Gray and then takes, like, the next 10 years to just do what he wanted to do. Yeah, true. And come I to did. peace with, like, his life. And I was like, I don't want it to be too late before I decide to do that, you know. It, um, and then I'm like, again, to what it is or it is I want <laughs> Tell to... Tell us about your therapy yeah. session. But, um... But the thing that's so, um, like, tortured about it is, even after that, he still had to get back into show business. Yeah. It wasn't everything that he wanted, you know? Like, he doesn't say it, and it's not, but it's like, that to me is, like, everything in one one thing. Yeah, and I really
1: liked when, uh, right after that, this is part of that uh, comeback, is when he did the animated movie, and he was like... So like like had to get it right and, and then, like, like and rewrote. The, and the director was like normally people just come in and like say their lines and leave. Like and he's like as a director for something like this, like I really appreciated that, you know, that he like cared that much.
0: Yeah. yeah that's fun. Um, my other my last note was one of my favorite things. I forgot about how bad that movie was that he made. Yeah. Like I think we rented that. I think we might have been in college or yeah or see, but yeah. And it was so bad. And I, I was just part of me felt justified in the fact that it was that. I think bad. we saw that in the theater. Maybe.
1: I think we went to the theater to
0: see it. Um, I didn't realize it was a Mike Nichols movie, but I love that he was fighting with him about it. Well, not loved it, but like I thought Mike that Nichols was was like
1: this is terrible.
0: Yeah, I thought that was all so interesting. <laughs> But my favorite thing about all that was that he wrote fake reviews for it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that was great.
0: That was like my favorite thing of the whole. In, a, whole in journal. Yeah, he wrote like fake reviews, and I was like, it was so funny." Um. But yeah, so if you haven't seen it and you got four hours to spare, four and a half hours. Yeah. Well, you only really need four because I lost the last twenty minutes until you just showed it to me. Um, it's really worth watching. It's, like, really good. Um, and then all the other TV, uh, premiered last Sunday, and we're we're doing this on a Monday, so we've gone through two episodes. Um, I guess we'll hold off on Wild Wild Country to really go into that. If you're not watching Wild Wild Country, you should probably be watching that. Um, Billions is off to a hot start. I know you don't watch Billions. Don't watch it. But... It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's like so over the top, but it's good. Um I can't believe you don't watch it given how much you like Paul Giamatti. I know. I watched
1: the first season. I just was like, eh.
0: Um I have not gotten past the first five minutes of trust. Oh, I love
1: trust. i watched well, the, I've, that's the why two That's why I'm
0: laying this to you. Yeah, the
1: two episodes were great. I mean, I think it's shot really well. I mean, as I told you before, I was like, I watched the first episode of Trust and then like watched the movie, All all the Money in the World, and I'm like, I wish I didn't watch that movie.
0: So that's why I haven't watched it because you said that. I mean, that's that's not why I haven't watched it. That's why it's become lowest on my priority list of of shows because that was something I was fearful of because I really like that movie. Is it the same story and everything?
1: No, it's a little different. Okay. And I really, this is a hot take, and you're going to think I'm crazy. But I like seeing, um, what's her name, uh, who's in the show? Uh, Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank and uh, Brendan Fraser acting together. I don't know why. It's pretty Did Does pretty Brendan
0: Fraser play Mark Wahlberg's character? Yeah. And she plays Michelle Williams' character? Yeah. Uh, that's a tough that is a hot take
1: I like it I don't know I didn't really like Mark Wahlberg in the movie
0: yeah I'm with you there
1: but I think Brandon Frazier he's got a he's got a different character
0: yeah he's
1: like a Texan like right. guy Um. I don't know I miss Brandon Frazier for some reason I don't know why
0: it's okay you're allowed to miss Brandon Frazier I read a good article on him about like what he's been doing with his life and all that stuff and how it's been tough for him. So let's go, Brandon Frazier. Good luck. Come back. Um, Barry. Barry is really funny. Barry's good. I don't think it's really funny. I think it's just funny.
1: The first episode was really funny.
0: I was. I thought it was good. I just thought. Yeah. I thought it was serviceable. Like I mean, you, there's the, all those subjects are just things that are going to get me in with yeah. all those people. So, um, yeah, Barry's pretty good, but I'll tell you, my MVP right now is Silicon Valley. Did you watch last night's? I did. Jin Yang is the best. So that whole court case was the best. So here's the thing, <laughs> they they lost. Uh, with TJ Miller, yeah, um, and so he was kind of like the, the the I don't know I want to say he's the best character, but he's like the character you're laughing the most at, you know? Like he had the most lines, he had the most, he was the biggest scene stealer. And you're like, how are they gonna do this without him? And what they're doing <laughs> by replacing his scene time with Jin Yang yeah. is just some of the funniest shit. Like the first episode when Jin Yang writes a fake letter to say that yeah. he uh, like his will yeah. yeah and he's like what's your name Yang Jin he goes no I'm we switched first name with last name and he's like alright whatever and he's like so I Bachman Eric leave everything to you what was that was that an accident I don't know um no I don't know what's going on so um yeah, I thought that was really fun. I, I I think that they're they're really hidden on all cylinders. I do this every year at Silicon Valley. Yeah, like, I love the whole like... thing where he's
1: like he's gotta pay all the bills. And he said like he, he like made some comment how TJ Miller's a mess. Yeah. And then uh yeah, that scene was just great. Yeah. And then he like had the whole he's he <laughs> comes in with the, the ashes. Oh
0: man, I do think it would be a, a little bit more of a vetting system on somebody dying than bringing in their ashes and saying, "All right, well, then you take his debt." But it makes the story go along, so yeah. I'm down with it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pleasantly. Now I need a surprised. death certificate. Yeah, something like that. Much important. <sighs> um, I'm I'm really pleasantly. Su- I mean, and they always throw in a good dick joke in that show, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, would you say Silicon is you think Barry's funnier or Silicon Valley right now? What's making you laugh harder?
1: Uh, Silicon
0: Valley, but Okay, Barry's still funny though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotcha. It's, it's fun, gotcha. Cool. Well, uh, that no, that wasn't a getcha, it wasn't a getcha moment. I just wanted to ask that seriously. Okay, right, good stuff. Yeah.
1: Is there any other TV that we need to talk about?
0: I was trying to think if there was anything else from the Sunday. Uh I don't think so.
1: Alright. I guess you can go home. Yeah. Alright. Well, well uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Jersey Shore.
0: Oh no. This week. So we're gonna have to watch Jersey Shore.
1: Jersey Shore family reunion starts Wednesday.
0: We're
1: gonna we gotta check it out, at least for the first episode, and we'll see what it's I know we got enough challenge, but uh we gotta see what's what's going on. Cause the situation's going to prison for five years. For five to ten years. Now, I don't know what he's doing on the show. I guess getting money to pay off his uh lawyers lawyers and stuff. But yeah, he's going to prison. That's huh. happening. All right. Late it. <laughs>